Hello, everybody. Today is uh, May 7th, and I am speaking. My name is Len Baer. I'm an, uh, an advisory board member of Targeted Justice. And today I'm speaking with Anna Toledo, the plaintiff in the historic lawsuit, Targeted Justice v. Garland, uh, for which there's now a hashtag on Twitter, TJ v. Garland. And we also have uh, an advisory board member, Anna Newfield from uh, UK. Uh, let me start with the um, introduction of Anna. Um, she is uh, she's doing a marvelous job. She has some updates for you, targeted individuals, but also for everybody who cares about the legal situation in the in the over and the weaponization of government. What's happening to to targeted in, individuals is just the canary in the in the coal mine. It can happen to anyone, and and we will show you how. Government, a government agency, specifically the FBI, can put you on the watch list for absolutely doing nothing illegal. And so, uh, with that, Anna, please uh, take the microphone and give us the latest update on. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, uh, Len, and hi, Anna. Um, yes. Well, the lawsuit that we filed back in January uh, against the FBI, against the director of FBI, against the director of the Terrorist Screening Center, uh, DHS, uh, Mallorcas, and Garland. Garland is a, being the principal one. Basically, it seeks to remove the plaintiffs from what is called the terrorist screening database, which is... Uh, supposed to be a law enforcement tool created after 9-11 for the purpose of um, curtailing terrorism. Now, with as years have gone by, the terrorist screening database has become, uh, the, the less numbers it has is of terrorists. It's a one audit of the Inspector General uh, of the United States Department of Justice states that 97% uh, of the names in this database do not belong to known or suspected terrorists, belong to just non-investigative subjects, which by definition are people that are not subjected to a criminal investigation of any kind. And being there uh, has huge repercussions from, you know, um, under the, the program, which is a targeted individual program. So, um, we got two of our, our plaintiffs were told, uh, one was told that, you know, she was in, on a list. She, and the other one was told that in his house, there was a terrorist living in that house. And so they had to secure the premises before an ambulance could come pick him up from the floor. So that's, that's how we connected the dots. And um, doing the research, uh, as recent as two weeks ago, I mean, I haven't stopped even though I filed it in January and we did a second amendment complaint in February. Uh, to include additional claims. Uh, the important thing is that two weeks ago, for example, I found an inspector general report of 2008-16 saying that uh, FBI field offices send nominations to the, tar uh, to the terrorist screening database without complying with any regulation of the agency. That means that they don't have to have reasonable suspicion or any derogatory information regarding the person they're putting in that um, database. Many people are put in there for retaliation purposes, uh, for co business competitor purposes. I mean, uh, the stories we've heard are just atrocious from some you know, innocent neighbor uh, calling <clears throat> the police on a rowdy neighbor to you know, feuds of divorce feuds, et cetera. So it could happen to anybody, like you said, Anybody, it could happen to anybody with the correct connections to to be put in this in this atrocious list. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into the update of um, where we are right now, or you have any questions regarding that intro. Uh, Anna, thank you for this uh, introduction. I think what uh, the purpose of this uh, uh, video call is to. Uh, keep people who follow the suit updated. So I, I'm hoping we'll do it uh, on a weekly basis. So please tell us what happened within the last week. I know that there was a last minute filing 
that um, just mind-boggling, and I can't wait to hear about uh, about it from uh, from from you, Anna, from the from the source. So please, please. Give well, us yeah, answer. last Friday, uh, last uh, week and two days ago, um, we got a motion for extension of time for the government to reply to a motion to compel limit, limited discovery we had filed. Uh, you see, the information on the Terry screening database, even it's it's. Uh, they what they call sensitive information. They don't tell people that they're on the database. <clears throat> so we were asking, as you know, it's it's a germane part to 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 our case. Please tell uh, the court, tell us the status of the 18 plaintiffs on the on the terrorist database. And the government uh, on a on a last minute thing uh, last Friday, which because Monday was the deadline, so on Friday they asked for an additional four days which in fact, it really was to answer after we have filed our opposition to the motion to dismiss that the government filed, <clears throat> probably so that we wouldn't use that information you know, in our motion. So uh, they, they asked for additional time. It's only 18 plaintiffs and it's, it's a query that they can do in less than 10 minutes. So um, I, I submitted an opposition three hours later, which I never like to do, but I have to because we have waited too long. You know, the plaintiffs have waited too long. And each day that goes by, they are suffering mercilessly, especially because since the filing of the complaint, uh, the attacks, the you know, the due attacks and the gang stalking and the electronic harassment has gone up, you know, a thousandfold. So we posted and they didn't file any. It was supposed to be filed. The, the, the court didn't grant the uh, extension of time. And it was due on Monday. It wasn't filed until uh, yesterday, which was, <clears throat> was it yesterday or actually Thursday afternoon. So um, it was untimely. And I had filed before them a motion saying, you know, to the, for the court to just adjudicate it in our favor because there was no opposition. Um, it, one of the good things is that, uh, that, that I'm happy to report, uh, as you know, the motion to dismiss that the government filed was plagued with insulting, derogatory hate speech, saying that these are fantastical allegations, these are conspiracy theories. You know, you, you cannot get this amount of people together. It's mathematically impossible to get 18 persons to say the same story and, and they're all and they all happen to be in the TSDB. You know, it's just, it's not, it's impossible. So they, um, this next filing, they uh, they didn't include any of that uh, fantastical and, and, you know, condescending and, and derogatory vocabulary. So I, I, I am, um, I appreciate it because, um, you know, they're listening, they're listening to, 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 what they should be listening and uh, and I just um have the hopes that we get uh an oral argument that I requested um on um by motion on Thursday Thursday or yesterday I don't I don't even know it's just so many things going on but I did request an oral argument and I hope that we we get it and and we can fill that courtroom with um all the TIs that you know that have these fantastical allegations so that the world sees that this is a holocaust occurring in real time it's a crime against humanity funded by united states treasury and that has got to stop so that's my update uh we are now on a waiting game we have to wait for the judge who she has a lot of work because she has the motion to dismiss our opposition, the opposition to the preliminary injunction, and then we file an opposition to the, you know, a serve reply saying, look, all we're asking for is very simple. If these people are non-investigative subjects, they have no ties to terrorism. The FBI has admitted that they represent no terrorist threat whatsoever, and that's why they are not screened as such when they go to the airports. There's no harm in removing their names from the list. And there's no harm in removing the names of non-investigative subjects from a terrorist list that they shouldn't have been put there in the first place. So the, the judge has her hands full right now, and plus uh, the motion to compel that limited discovery that we asked for. So now we have to just wait and, and see what happens. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, for this update. 
uh, I have just just read the uh, the filing by the defendant's uh, lawyer, the official, um, the uh, opposition to our to our motion, and I noticed that instead of using non-investigative subject, they use a different language. Now it's a no-fly selectee ex expanded selectee they're playing with the language i understand that non-investigative subject used to be a valid uh term and apparently they no longer use it uh what do you think about that well that's one language of the one that's one of the false statements that I pointed out to the court and in the opposition to the motion to dismiss because they alleged in the first in the motion to dismiss that I had made up we had made up that term and it's it's contained in all of the audit reports of the terrorist screening center and if you do a google search in 0.39 seconds you get 22,000 results of non-investigative subjects so clearly we didn't invent that term it, they don't want to acknowledge the non-investigative subject because by definition, a non-investigative subject is somebody who is not subjected to an invest a criminal investigation. And they want to say that everybody in that list uh, has some sort of tie to terrorism, except that we have the FBI saying, no, uh, the USDOGA saying, no, no, actually, Timothy Grove, which was a former deputy director of the terrorist screening center, saying, no, no, those people... They, they're there for other reasons, immigration, whatever. They don't represent a terrorist threat, number one. Number two, the <clears throat> audit reports say some of these people have never been investigated. There's no derogatory information on them. So really, why are they there? You know, they, they have to be removed. So um, I, I think that the reason for not using the term is to not validate our arguments. But that doesn't that doesn't make them not worthwhile you know what i mean just ignoring it doesn't make them go away because they are in all the papers many of the exhibits we have submitted to the court in support of our of our plea thank you anna uh, one last question i noticed that the excuse that the defendant's lawyer uh uses for not disclosing uh whether people are on the watch list is uh, something they call a law enforcement privilege. I'm not a lawyer. And I heard of attorney-client privilege, and I've heard of uh, doctor-physician-patient privilege, but I never heard of law enforcement privilege. Well, I also heard of white privilege, but I never heard of law enforcement privilege. Please educate us what it is. Well, I'm not a criminal defense attorney, but I can explain to you, you know, in general terms, uh, there's a precept that in criminal investigations, for example, if you have a, a source, you want to protect a confidential source, well, you want to protect that person from being, you know, murdered or whatever. So the law enforcement privilege basically, in the context of criminal investigations, protects that work product of the investigative agencies and the DA that is is that should be protected uh, from disclosure because of the nature of the criminal case okay whether it's the witness you know for for the reason that it that that uh, that the the enforcement agency uh, invokes it in this case however this is a civil matter this is a matter where in prior cases where there have been challenges to the known which is the no fly list and the suspected, which is the selectee list, which is you are asking, I'll explain to you that in a moment. Well, in cases that those have been challenged, uh, particularly the case El, El Haiti versus Cable, which was a 2019 case, the attorneys were allowed to see the list to corroborate the information. And in fact, in this case, in the prior motion to dismiss, the government said, it, this should only be subject to in-camera review, which means review in, with, you know, with a court, in, in the court with a judge. But now they're not even saying that. Now they uh, totally, they said, no, no, absolutely. So, so they're saying these people, they have, they're asking a petition for redress of grievances in the court under the First Amendment, their right to a redress of grievances. But we're not going to give them the evidence to prove their case. That's basically what they're, which is like the hugest violation of Fifth Amendment due process, substantive due process. If we have, you know, I have as an attorney a duty 
to prove my clients' uh, uh, claims, you know, particularly this is not a criminal uh, investigation. You know, these people are not, a, they are not investigative subjects because they, you know, you travel freely. Um, uh, Susan Olson travels freely, uh, Winter. They all travel freely without a additional screening, which is what happens with the no, uh, selectee. The no-fly list is the known terrorist. They are not allowed on United States airspace or boarding planes in the United States. So even if it's a plane from, I don't know, uh, from Europe to Japan, whatever, I mean, I don't know if that, they cannot go through United States airspace. That's one. But the selectee list, which is the suspected terrorists, those are the ones that are subjected to additional screening in the airports uh, and their and their luggage is, you know, searched, and sometimes they miss their flights because they are subjected to interrogation. Those are the two components of the watch list per se. Now, the rest, which is the majority of the people, are non-investigative subjects. And that's what they don't, you know, they, they don't want to mention because it's it, innocent people have no business in a terrorist database. It's a purely constitutional matter. And they don't want to touch that, obviously, with a 10-foot pole because it's it's a very problematic for the government. I totally agree. This is a, um, a matter of constitution. This is a matter of uh, due process. Uh, this is so fundamental to our freedoms, and we will be looking forward to your updates, Anna. Thank you very much. Welcome. And now, and now I would like to um, uh, introduce Anna Newfield. Uh, she is uh, one of... Um, our newly uh, added uh, advisory uh, board members to targeted justice, uh, Anna, uh, with a, with two Ns, so Anna <laughs> with a double N, because we have two Annas here. Uh, please introduce yourself. I I thoroughly enjoyed our uh, Twitter conversations and dialogues, but please uh, introduce yourself and tell us um, what brought you um, to this point. Thank you very much, Len, also for hosting this session, which was a little bit of a surprise for me uh, on a short notice, but I'm privileged. So we just talked about the privilege in law enforcement, which is a privilege to crime, literally. My privilege to work with you on your side, being part of this motion. Of course, my passion was in quite a different field, but now my third career is basically in uh, fighting crime, right? So thank you very much. You two are superstars. Len Bear as an MD are coming with all the uh, evidence and also putting it into a wording which is uh, which is watertight. This is also very careful how we go about presenting and um, getting the message across. So uh, this is a host of knowledge and scientific foundation. So thank you very much for your work. I very much uh, recommend to everyone. Follow Len on Substack and, and Twitter. This is really a learning curve. And then, of course, our superstar lawyer, Anna Toledo, who even cornered the largest law enforcement uh, law, uh, law department in the world, which is the DOJ, cornered them, get, uh, get the hate speech language out, and many, many things which help now to crack this decade-old uh, wall shelter of uh, of committing crime in plain sight on a really innocent people all right so many may not know me um my first career was in banking I, uh, my home country is, is germany where i worked from central bank to investment bank in the headquarters in frankfurt in a twin tower and um then my passion was always for learning so i went back to university I had four university degrees, including three postgraduates from the UK, including distinction, many scholarships, grants, got a PhD from a top UK school and um, worked for university also. Uh, yeah, universities, which are, I think, not the worst here in this country. And suddenly there were issues with the neighbor, right? I was never in conflict with the law. In my case, it's also interesting. I was down for URI service. In 2020, I was down for URI service, and I also looked into criteria. So in which cases you are appointed or nominated for URI service. And by no means, if you are, have a 
criminal record, you wouldn't be appointed for your reserves, right? This <laughs> is a matter of, uh, this um, goes without saying. So that was 2020, the year when it started, right? It was just um, a neighbor was stalking and harassment, bad time, bad time, right? And then it starts with the microwave attacks all the time. And um, yeah, it didn't take long and, uh, until I found, found the community and this is, uh, of course, then a game changer when you connect with others and also on our own, we can't do anything, right? So even with my distinguished career and all the achievements to my name, right? The, this country is after me. <laughs> so they let me know that every time I walk out of the road, I don't want to go into details, right? So um, yeah, I wouldn't have found out about these uh, atrocities if I wouldn't have been affected myself, right? So now I'm here with you and um, trying to bring to the table what I can uh, put into. So what I would recommend whenever we try to get our voices heard and um, getting the messages across, we need to ideally use references which are formally accepted. Yeah, of course, we have our community where we can share our day to day uh, atrocities and um, finding support here there. When we when it comes to communication, working with media, uh, we need to work with reference into, and even within the university. Right. I mean, these, the thugs have their, um, their they are infiltrating, of course, MK Ultra was run operated by doctors and universities, right? There you are. So um, I had quite a bit of communication as well. So what I use, I'm not sure whether I can share uh, share slides. Yes, so let me try this. Oh no, it's disabled. Otherwise oh. I would just put up a list. I'm not sure whether this is possible. Yeah. Or Let's see if I can... Um... Wow. Um, Other than that, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I didn't know no, that you shouldn't say that. Okay. Um, um, no worries. Lynn Bear, we, we will, okay. Dr. Bear, we will have, we will have a, a series of maybe okay. for another day. Okay. So, I mean, we now talked about uh, the legal options we have, right? And many so i also see i follow along with discussions on quora and different um different social media platforms so and there are maybe a few misunderstandings so some people discuss well there are only 18 plaintiffs who kicked off this tsunami against DOJ day and criminal law enforcement where's my name where's my case right so i would like to encourage everyone what Anna is doing for us is a groundbreaking um, movement motion. She's filing one motion after the other, and as she, I think Anna, you said this is a, um, the most excellent work you have ever done. Yeah. So, um, for me, um, I had never filed a lawsuit where going into the case, most of the pleadings. I already have the evidence for it. Okay, that's that's what I meant. That eighty percent of my pleadings, I have the evidence to back it up. Uh, in, in terms of of it's it's just you know it's it's uh, undeniable. Um, and and thank you for that because the eighteen plaintiffs, it's you know I'm a solo practitioner. I cannot handle more than that. It, it's like David against Goliath, isn't it? <laughs> So you are standing up, and I haven't read, I have to admit, not, not all the 125 pages of the main claim, but I read carefully the introduction and also the part on the TSDB, and it's just wow, yeah, and also the responses to the motions and requests for having more time by the DOJ, which is ridiculous, eh? They even don't meet the uh, deadline, although they have uh, unlimited funding and uh, the largest law department in the world, right? So, um, uh, wow to you, and I'm pretty sure God is on our side, right? So, um, uh, whoever has the chance to look into Anna's work, this is uh, 
possibly most of the most brilliant she has ever done. And Anna also has an education from, was it in Columbia? Yeah, I went to Columbia. I went to Columbia College in the city of New York. And uh, then I did a law school in Puerto Rico. And then I did a master's of environmental law at Vermont Law School in South Royalton, Vermont. Amazing, yeah. amazing. And you brought the largest um, polluters uh, environment. Um, uh, I did. I, I did a class action. That's how I got in trouble. That's how I started to get in trouble because I I, uh, my heart uh, is for disenfranchised community, environmental law, justice communities. And that's how I started to get in trouble, you know, getting not in trouble, uh, but getting uh, targeted. But um, today I can say, I, you know, I wouldn't do anything differently because I am so happy to be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, this, I am grateful to be, to have been placed in this moment in history to help so many people that are being tortured and that suffer so much. You know, I feel privileged and I feel honored to be doing this. Amid a lot of suffering, amid a lot of suffering. So this is, you're a stellar legal scholar anyway. You have been very successful in your career anyway. And now you are introduced or planted in our movement and rocking and knocking it off, really. Yeah. So to everyone, even though our names are not on the uh, on the motion or claim yet, this is a breakthrough strike. Yeah. So um, the evidence, 80 percent is valid, uh, valid evidence, right? So when this is my this goes through this will be uh, um, open the floodgates to bring all our cases to to justice right the idea is just to demonstrate and to get this message across this this crime is going on and as soon as we have one um how do you call this uh, one um, judgment Judgment one sample case, then uh, of course we can we can move in with our cases, right? Okay, this is number one. Even though our names are not that, this case is very it's the spearhead, isn't it? The spearhead. So, and also for the international ones, sometimes we feel a little bit behind. We are not yes, but still, first of all, this crime is mainly organized from from the U.S. Right. So the FBI is the international gatekeeper to keep this all a secret and not uh, getting any cracks in. So to, to have this watertight, FBI is a gatekeeper. So when there's a breakthrough in the US, this will have shockwaves to law enforcement around the globe. Right. So mainly originating from the US. And another case also, the organization of these weapon systems. Right. So nowadays we have all the chances to get evidence and um, technical measures targeted. Justice website is, is brilliant with explaining how this works. They use cell towers and satellites. So nowadays science is so strong and also the patents which have been established. We can get evidence. Possibly the best evidence in the field is also when uh, you have medical um, confirmation Havana syndrome on a civilian case documented right there are also other measures which relate to the frequencies yeah they're not attacking us with nothing or air there are frequencies which can be measured and then there are all kinds so from the frequencies it can be established which weapon systems are in place right and this also the weapons abuse leaves marks on my body right so there are their marks in straight lines, right? Core, neck, ligaments, all over, all over the place, right? So very clear marks through which they access all the time. Clear marks, straight lines or diagonal, which are linked to the nerve uh, nerve ends, right? So, and these can be measured. So in my case, you may want to consider. Amy's audios, subliminal messages as well. That's a registered business in Florida. And this was 
also a milestone in my case, right? So, and it was clearly documented. My torture sessions, they are hosted in Florida. So I try to live on five continents. Yeah, I'm from the UK. I tried to escape with this, uh, uh, with this torture, went to my home country to stay there. Uh, and it followed, uh, followed there, right? So how are they doing it? It was impossible. He could, um, he could possibly uh, uh, travel <laughs> along with me and having his devices. So this was coming out uh, differently, right? Okay, so five continents, it has been measured and established. This is hosted in US Florida. So this is to say why us is so important right that's where the fbi the criminals are headquartered and also the the system yeah elon musk is big on this he provides uh, with Neuralink. he provides the satellites for for many many of uh, uh, so he, they use of course different some are more into cell towers in my case it's satellites and airplanes right so but this is again a message to international ti's Len and Anna are from the US, so I'm speaking here for the international part. Um, why this is so important, once this is solved for the US, then we will also be able to, uh, to, to bring our cases to justice. All right. Apart from that, yeah, this lawsuit being incredibly important for the entire commun global commun community, there are also a few treaties which are international, which I would like to just mention briefly, so I can't share my slides right now, but number one, there's a convention against torture and the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 7, 7C, that's on the targeted justice website, we, Geneva Convention clearly says using weapons on unarmed civilians are war crimes. Yeah. So this applies in our case, international. Yeah, don't be afraid if you're not US and not US law. Still, there are uh, there are legal foundations covering us. This is number one. Yeah, Geneva Convention and against torture international. Then there's also a treaty for damage causes by space objects. Space objects. Yeah. So they use satellites, space weapons, or weapon systems. And so I, I'm not sure how far uh, you want me to go now. Um, Anna, on your desk is now another motion. So you're fine. <laughs> no, I, no, I have, I, 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 I always have motions because uh, that, that I'm going to have to be filing. But I, I totally, uh, the, the people, the international TIs should know various things. First of all, even though FBI is the one that creates this list, most of the people in the TSDB are foreign nationals. They are not in the United States. We estimate it's 400,000 people in the United States, 6 million around the world total. So the biggest bulk of the bulk of the TIs are outside of the United States. And it was my experience when I traveled to France and to Britain that the physical attacks there are ruthless absolutely just more than in the United States, I can say. Maybe some people here have them worse than me, okay? Um, the treaties in the lawsuit, we invoked the Treaty Against Torture and the Geneva Convention, and you're correct, the, the, the one on the satellites or the space, the damage caused by safe objects covers everybody around the world. So, um, uh, it is something that I think that the court will, will have to look into because when, when we get to the point of connecting the dots with the program, right now we are at the, at, the, at the backbone of a case which is proving an unconstitutional, recklessly unconstitutional action by the FBI and its directives, uh, putting innocent people from the United States and from around the world in a terrorist database. And that's what we need to first, once we, that is done, then we move on to doing the discovery as to how they go about, you know, the, the, the torture, the psychological operations, you know, the whole entire thing. But you are correct in saying the attacks come from the United States and, and, um, 
And uh, for example, Shriver's Air Force Base has the most powerful computer there is in the world. And uh, that's where the United States Space Force is. It's a Air Force base without a landing uh, strip. It only has a set of elevators. <laughs> yes, because what they do is they manage the directed energy weapons. They don't have airplanes landing in that Air Force base. And, um, and from there in Denver, it's that most of these attacks are coming. So it's got to stop because it's torture against humanity. And they are firing weapons at United States citizens and legal residents. And it's got to stop. Absolutely. It's interesting you are saying it's uh, the red registration or is organized by the FBI and most of those candidates are actually international to get a, a few numbers maybe back into uh, um, back into records here i recall it's about 5.5 million that's estimations by targeted justice and about was it between 300 to 400 between 300 and 400,000 but the the nominations in the United States, their legal attaches. One of one of the one of the uh, reports I read talks about how the legal attaches that the FBI has everywhere around the world send nominations, and those nominations are not checked for accuracy or for terrorist information. And that is written. Ana Toledo didn't say that. It's written in an Inspector General report that cannot be denied. Let that sink in. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, a lot of innocent people that have never even fathomed uh, applying for a visa to come into the United States are in that list because somebody put them there for retaliation for whatever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so somebody nominated here in the UK or Germany or whatever sends it over overseas to the FBI records and then they whitewash or green light it. Exactly. Works, right? yeah. Without any, without asking for, for evidence. No regulation, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. Well, the regulations are there and they are supposed to observe the regulations, but these reports state that the regulations are not being followed. I didn't make that up. So there would be regulations to... Yes. Not that they are that uh, stringent and that, but yeah, there is, That's there a, are yes, regulations. Yes. There are regulations and a criteria that is required. But what these reports say is that the FBI is not complying with that criteria. They're just, you know, it's rubber stamping nominations. And nominations also come from private people. Private individuals can make a nomination. Civilian operatives, yes. That's also very clearly stated. In and that, that's clearly illegal. That's clearly unconstitutional. And it's still going on. But that's something that we will go down the line. Right now, we need the non-terrorists in that list to be removed because it's illegal. That's, that's what we're demanding. That's 97%, isn't it? Yes. Pursuant to their numbers. Pursuant to their own reports. Yeah. So if there are non-TIs with us, I think this is an important uh, t uh, bit to take on board the dimension of this organized crime, right? So between 300 and 400,000 in the US alone, and the bulk is actually international, which is about 6 million, yeah, 6 million. And the procedure is just unacceptable. Somewhere in the world nominating it, passing it on overseas to the FBI records, and they just... Uh, Whitewash it. All right. So, and, and a lot of it is in violation of people exercising their First Amendment free speech rights. One of my friends published a book about this nefarious character in Puerto Rico. And within a week or two weeks, she was hearing B2K. And it was just, yes. yeah. Extremely quick. Extremely quick. So, it, these are very powerful people with access to access to power. And they put her there. She's being twice in a mental hospital and she's not mentally ill. She's just listening to, she has B2K. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where there are many patents on that, right? So even the UN has a document on their page which shows all the all the patents. So that would also be uh, interesting to show, but it may, 
may be beyond the scope we we have set for this session yeah it's it's atrocious in uk they are forcing people to take injectable medication and if they don't take the medication they are forced into a mental hospital i have one ti like that that writes to me which is kidnapping it's worse than prisons. In prisons, you have at least a sentence for a particular time. Hospitals, institutions, they can lock people up forever and drug them, as you say, inject them. Yeah. So this is outrageous. The scale of this organized crime is just uh, mind boggling. All right. Interesting. You also acknowledge that the torture or the, the weapons abuse internationally may in some cases even even worse so i would like to add to that uh, i'm also in touch with some german friends where i feel uh, germans that's well many may know eastern germany they had uh, stasi which is national um, national security secret police and interesting enough it was like 20000 over in the end so when the uh, when the border came down eastern eastern germany then all the Stasi, so national security secret police operatives, where did they go? They still were with authority somewhere, right? So these Stasi idiots, they are still BND, so that's what, um, equivalent to maybe GCHQ in the UK. I'm not sure whether it's FCC. So um, these Stasi Pers uh, people engage they are very much spearheading this uh, this thing right so stalking observing and then of course torturing and uh, they are so so evil i mean there must, may also be a reason why nazi uh, nazis the holocaust was on german uh, terrain right so somehow they like following orders and may also be something cultural so they go all in right and maybe i could just share one example or two examples i'm in touch also with a german friend and one lady she's running one of the best best websites on the in the german field and she is irradiated so badly so badly they hit her hips all the time that the bones dissolved and they, she needed a hip replacement and doctors and hospitals say they have never seen anything like that and then she has to go back and she has been very very so that's Ursula Yazev for the German friends if somebody is listening right um Strahlenfolter. Uh, she has an excellent website so and uh, she's writing to uh, also people in congress and media and also with um uh, with the uh, police organizations law enforcement organization on the national level yeah she's very very successful and then she wanted to knock off um, a flyer initiative right and it was prohibited so she was not even allowed to to distribute flyers on this right so i'm of course i don't care about regulation i all my perps they get some information about this crime and 97 percent on the terrorist so i i don't ask her. but of course she's very accurate like many germans are so this is well let me tell you you should know this and she should know this and and we need this information the united states has a duty to protect german territory after world war ii it is my understanding there is a treaty that the United States promised to protect Germany forever. And, and that obviously entails not doing directed energy weapons attacks on them, right? Uh, and, that, and that's what they're doing. So um, I, I need, I have asked um, Harold, which is with ICATOR to try to get me this treaty because that is one of the very important legal uh, authorities that uh, we need to bring to the attention to the court that um, the United States has a legal duty to protect the German territory because this, this was a treaty that was entered into after World War II. So they even have a greater protection than the rest of the people in Europe and they're, not, and they're getting more ruthless attacks because the burns and the attacks are just outrageous. And a few friends who are not with us anymore, right? So there was one young chap he was 32 yeah and he always came, show, showed up by a very peaceful candidate right and you could see he was suffering so much from berlin and other places he 
with 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 uh, with the protests on the road and, and meetings and recently so this is just three weeks ago he was found in his home not alive anymore right and so many others so how do we notice and facebook they're not responsive and yeah so this is horrific really what they do to german friends right maybe also more on international note another lady so this was uk she found our conference the ikato conference from liverpool there were frictions in the health system right so uk you mentioned the um, yeah the abuse with the institutionalization right but there are also other health issues right and she pointed this out she uh, this out she has a son and there were some things and she has a huge audience listening to her she, she's very credible and after the second letter to boris johnson as you say usually authorities it takes ages to get something across right after the second letter very very soon she was attacked with the secret weapons yeah so this is also uh, to show where this comes from right so some some were at the top of the government they use this deliberately against whistleblower against activists those who are pointing uh, pointing to to mis misconduct or frictions in the system right and then they go after them so uh, uk you um germany it's horrific what they're doing and yeah so i'm glad you're saying this u.s treaty or protection by u.s to especially german ones this is also something i learned um i learned in, in from the ikatur conference listening to you is always uh, so worthwhile so worthwhile thank you other than that i mean it, Time is really flying. Not I know so time is flying, but I don't want. Len, do we have like? Do I have three minutes to say you something? Do. You do. You, I do. You, you okay. Do. Well, I, I, in this, I, I, I didn't think we were going to gravitate to Germany, but um, I, uh, before I learned I was targeted, I had gone. I've gone through a lot of terrible things in life, but I always kept on going. And and the the one. Uh, tool one tool that was really useful for me was this little book called man's search for meaning uh, by victor frankel and he and he says here and this is so applicable to us uh, targeted individuals because he he mentions it, it, he was a survivor of of a concentration camps he's a psychiatrist and and he 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 made a difference he realized that the people that survived were those that had a meaning of that ha that had something to look forward to that had a purpose in life that despite the atrociousness of what was surrounding them they still could close their eyes and and imagine a tomorrow where they would be with their families and they would be happy and and he quotes nietzsche he says you know he who has a why to live uh live for can bear almost anyhow and and he said that the people that died in the concentration camps died less from lack of food or medicine than from lack of hope lack of something to live for and um and then he goes that you know life is not about pleasure as freud believed or power but uh, but a quest for meaning and uh Forces beyond your control, which is this atrocious program, can take away everything you possess except one thing, your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. You cannot control what happens to you in life, but you can always control what you will feel and do about what happens to you. And that's why I have to relish in that all of us are failed experiments because we have chosen not to go the route that they had chosen for us, but rather in spite of the terrible things that we've gone through and targeted individuals go through every day, they choose to survive and fight back and look forward to, and I, and I just urge everybody every morning to wake up and close their eyes and say, you know, just picture a life without gang stalking, life without Jew attacks, and it's going to happen soon. It's going to happen this year. We're, we're fighting for it, and together we can accomplish it. So that's just what I want to say. 
Thank you so much, Anna. That was so inspirational. And thank you, Anna, with the double N for the international perspective. We targeted individuals in this country sometimes forget that we are the minority, that the majority of targeted individuals live outside of the U.S. and suffering greatly. And no pressure. We in the U.S. will fight it. Anna, I know you're dedicated to this cause, so am I. I have been diagnosed with Havana syndrome. I am now on disability with the diagnosis of Havana syndrome. The medical profession knows how to diagnose directed energy attacks and the government needs to stop covering it up. It's an existing technology and it's got mixed up with this unconstitutional, totally blatant disregard to very fundamental rights uh, in this country and all over the world. So we will be bringing you these updates. I pledge you that I will not stop fighting until we all free Anna. Both Annas, I know you will join me in this pledge. So the listeners, you, I, I would like you to pledge whatever you can to the cause of fighting this evil. Uh, targeted Justice V. Garland, TJ V. Garland is the hashtag. And I will post uh, on, um, uh, in the, in the uh, information to this video the ways, all the ways that you can contribute, that you can share this, that you can donate to the cause of fighting for your fellow citizens who are, call themselves targeted individuals. And the government is simply bullying us. This is what this language that they used in the, uh, in their filing is nothing by bullying. And, um, extremely derogatory so if it can happen to us it can happen to you thank you very much ladies you have been great and i'm looking forward thank you thank you thank you len also for your quote it's never beyond hope excellent bye yes Goodbye. thank you all right okay stop recording